Shaking It Up with the Sharks. Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows. Welcome back to Shaking It Up with the Sharks. We have Sin City Crypto in the house. My man David today. You want to know about making money, building money, building crypto, what to invest in. He is your man. Full disclosure, this information that he's going to give you here, this is not legal financial advice. This is potentially what could happen for you in the future. But this man has the magic stick, I will tell you. The magic? So I'm curious, how do you build money? How do you build it? Yeah, like Legos? Yeah, pretty much Legos. Okay, That's kind of what it is. It's digital I love Legos, Legos at the so end like, of the day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I love, I'm a Lego guy. I should guy, say so. more building a fortune. Building a fortune That's at the end of the day. Correct. A Lego fortune. Definitely. Was, how you been, man? So, I haven't seen you in a while. It's amazing to see you. I you was like, I, this is why I started this podcast. I was like, I haven't been able to see David. I know how I'm going to get You did this him. for me? I did it all for you. Yes. If definitely. I wasn't worried about this thing dropping on my side, I would stand up and hug you right oh, now. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll do another hug later on. We'll be good. Well, the camera stopped. <laughs> nice. Doing, yeah. No, it's awesome. We have so much history years ago yeah. in Vegas, getting involved with a previous business before. Yeah. And it's weird the way things happen sometimes. I know. I know. You know, we're out there pushing life insurance policies and now a whole different world out yeah. there. You're in real estate. I'm in crypto. Definitely. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I know you're not originally from, your family's not from the U.S. Yeah. Grew up in, uh, what country was it? So I was born in Sweden. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Beautiful women. Beautiful women, terrible weather. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, uh, I went back there in 2010 to, to try to move back there. My mom and dad's idea, terrible idea. I really? lasted six months and I was out. Really? It was, it was it, like, when I tell you depressing, sun comes up at 10 in the morning and goes down at 2 in the afternoon. Oh, I so had no idea. So you have four hours of sunlight. Really? And I don't know about you, but I'm the type of person where weather affects my emotions. Oh, I think everybody like, does. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just depressing, dark, cold. Women are great, but dark, cold. You know what I'm saying? So it's nothing like Sin City, man. There's some beautiful views out there at the same time. Am I correct? The women or the well, regular the, views? Yeah, The yeah. country <laughs> as well. <laughs> no, it is. Lots of like trees and greenery. And um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, was, I would never, never, never live do there. It. No. No, so it was like a legit culture shock. So what was the plan when you came back to the U.S. when you said, okay, lasted another six months, came back on over? What was your plan of action? So I, before I decided to move back here, I had gotten in contact with one of my general managers from the, one of the restaurants I used to work at, and they had an opening for a, a busser at Mesa Grill. And so he promised me the job, so I went out on a limb. I came out here. I shacked up with two, uh, two of my friends. We became roommates. And I ended up not getting the job. I failed the interview. I've never failed an interview. It was a panel interview. I was nervous. It was like five people sitting in front of me, bright lights, kind of like we have here. Um, and I failed the interview. And so I didn't get the job. So I'm like sitting here freaking out. I got like two grand to my name. I was like 22 at the time. And, um, and I, two weeks, man, I was gone eight, nine hours a day, just looking, applying. And finally, Mesa Grill again, they're like, well, you can apply as an expediter, which is essentially a food runner. Okay. And then because it's considered back of the house, you don't have to do the panel interview. I was like, done. So I got that job. And then, so you uh, just walked in and picked up jobs because nobody wanted it. Well, no, because they, they, they knew me. Okay. Right? Same manager. They already had the experience. Yeah. The same manager tried to hire me for the buster position that I didn't get okay. hired me for the expediter position at the same restaurant. It's just I was able to forego the panel interview, which is what fucked me up the first time. 
So really, yeah. What was the plan when you got the expediter position? Were you going to move up through the trenches, going to management? Run, no, I never. Restaurant? I never wanted management just because I see how hard they work and how little they get paid. I'm like, like, who wants to work 13, 14 hours a day and make like 50 grand a year? Like no one. Man, that's Unless, rough. Yeah, it's rough. I know. Unless you want to open your own restaurant, which I never did want to open my restaurant, but. My, I guess my goal, I, I did want to become a server, but I never really got a chance to do that there. Um, but then when Hell's Kitchen opened up, I ended up, you know, being able to go there and, and serve there. And so, doing that. Yeah. yeah. Was that pretty exciting when you went over to Hell's Kitchen? So I didn't even know what Hell's Kitchen was, right? My wife's a big Hell's Kitchen fan and a big Gordon Ramsay fan. She goes, hey, babe, Hell's Kitchen's opening. You should apply my what? Like, what the fuck's Hell's Kitchen? So she goes, here, watch an episode with me. I watch an episode. I'm like, ah, it's kind of cool, whatever. So I was originally going to apply as a food runner. And then one of my coworkers is like, why don't you apply as a server? I'm like, I've never served before. Like, I don't have experience. He goes, yeah, but you're good with people. And I was thinking about it. I was like, all right, I'll try. I'll give it a shot. So I applied as a server. I did the uh, four different interviews. Apparently they liked me. There was over 900 applicants and they hired like 85 servers. And I was one of them. Really? So yeah, I helped open the restaurant. Do they still have 85 servers? Uh, they have a little less now because of the pandemic. Okay, yeah, they don't they, need they the coverage anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, really? Yeah. I'm sure the clientele coming through that restaurant and the people you meet, you meet some pretty amazing people or what is it like? Part of my favorite job working in the restaurant was the people that I, I met and the people I continue to meet outside. And you just like, you meet cool people and then you build a relationship with them. And that was the best thing that, that I've gotten out of the restaurant industry is, my, is honing my people skills getting good at multitasking and then the people I get to meet and the relationships I get to build. I met so many cool people that I met four or five years ago through the restaurant, serving them. And then now we're, we're friends. Good for so, you. Yeah. Well, you got to say it when multitasking again, cause every female tells me guys can't multitask. So I, you heard it, Katie. Multitasking. multitasking. If you want to learn, go into the service industry. <laughs> oh, you there out. you go. Yeah. So, so throughout that transition where we met was in uh, life insurance. Yeah. So eventually went over there. What pulled you in that direction? <clears throat> Besides your cousin. Besides my cousin. Um, <laughs> you know, I was, I was sold a dream um, and I, I went for it. So I'm the kind of person where I'm very skeptical in the beginning, but once I get a little bit of clarity and if, I'm, if I like it, I'll throw my entire self at it. Gotcha. I don't go half-ass in anything. I throw myself at it. At the time, I was working two jobs. I was doing that during the day, and then I was going to work in restaurants at night. But uh, it just wasn't really my, my cup of tea. Wasn't yours? You mm. threw yourself in. It was a couple years. It's not, it, and it wasn't the sales part of it. I don't mind sales, but just you know, I don't. Yeah, this wasn't. But the people kept you in. You're definitely a people person. That's I'm definitely a people yeah. person. And I met a lot of cool people through that company as well. That you know, we still kind of keep not not as much contact as you know you would like, but. Yeah. Again, so. No, that's the way it goes. As life goes on and you go through your transitions, yeah. you're friends with people. There's a small group you normally stay close with, but we're so busy. There's no way you're going to keep in I touch know, with man. everybody. Like, yeah. I, any free time I have, I try to spend with my kids and my wife. I'm um, here with you now hanging yeah, out. Yeah, see, there you uh, go. I'm part of the family. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah see, uh, very nice. I might have to adopt you. Yeah, I like it. I'm <laughs> Even in though you're that. older than me. <laughs> Still works. You're Still an old, works. You're an old man, buddy. There you yeah. go. I'm digging it. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah. So throughout that path, we all make decisions as we go on and 
Yeah, we were just talking about this before the show starts. I never feel like there's any regret or else we wouldn't even know each yeah, other. Absolutely. But you go through transitions and you're, uh, whatever path that you're taking, you're like, hey, this might be it. Let's take a shot. You'll never know unless you take that exactly. crack at the end of the day. And you'll never, like exactly just what you said, you'll never know in- unless you try it. And so I've always been willing to try different things and, you know, push myself, put myself out of my comfort zone. It's just when you don't love something and you're not passionate about it and you're not getting paid when you're spending all that time, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. And so I feel like if you find something you're passionate about, it doesn't become work. Like I can spend 15 hours in our studio filming and I'll leave there just as happy as I came in. Because for you. I love it, I enjoy it. I can literally sit here and talk about crypto for, for like five hours straight and just not flinch. What originally got you interested in crypto? Has it been going on for years? Because I don't remember it's, you talking about it before. Or? It's been a few years. Has it? Okay. One of, I remember the first vision of crypto was one of my friends came up to me and goes, Hey, you heard of Bitcoin? I'm like, Bitcoin? What the fuck's Bitcoin? Shows me a Coinbase account and this was Bitcoin was at like like... 2,800 bucks. I was like, what is it? He goes, it's a cryptocurrency. I'm like, okay, what's a cryptocurrency? He goes, well, it's like a digital money. I'm like, so like, where's the money? Like, do you take it out? He goes, no, it's in your wallet. I'm like, what wallet? He goes, it's on my phone. I'm like, it was kind of weird to me, right? Because I'm a very tangible person. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, okay, so what can I use it? Like, what can I do with it? Like, what can I use it for? He goes, well, you just buy it and hold it and then like you make money on it. I'm like, so like a stock, he goes, kind of, I blew it off for the next. Was this somebody in the restaurant industry? No, this was a while ago, man. I think it was one of my old neighbors. I really? Remember, yeah, it was, it was like three, four years ago. But, uh, and then what like actually got me into it was, it was like, I think it was like early, late 2017 when like this big ICO craze was going on. And I started just researching more into it. I'm like, this is actually pretty interesting. And it was still kind of in its infancy. You know, cryptocurrency as a whole is is like less than 15 years old. Yeah, of course. So, and the technology behind it is so amazing, but it's, it's difficult for people to grasp if they don't spend the time to learn about it, right? And at the time, there was no one really teaching anyone about crypto. Now you can go on Coinbase and you can see they will literally pay you money to watch videos yeah, about different projects and stuff. Yeah. So they that, want people to be educated. Of course, they want man. People to use it now. Yeah, absolutely. So the more people know and understand it, the more people are going to use it because if you understand cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, you will fall in love with it. Like I can guarantee you, it can do so many amazing things. It can change any industry that's currently out there right now. So that was kind of my thing, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll throw some money at it threw some money at it and I was like, this is kind of nice. It went up and then bam, 2018, the bear market. (laughs) Bitcoin dropped from 20K to 3K. And of course, anytime Bitcoin would drop in value like that, people would say it's going to zero, it's a scam, it's this, it's that. Well, yeah, you're always going to have the haters out there with any industry. Yeah. And it's easy to say that when you see an asset going down 95% in value. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's it's not hard to say, well, that was a fad, it's gone. Yeah, especially if you but didn't invest back. in it. Told you so. Told you Told so. Told you so, I know. But, but it bounced back. So, but yeah. it, it's not, you can make money in crypto, but it's, that's not why I love it so much. It's the technology behind it and how it can improve everyday lives of everyday people. So tell us about the technology behind it. So I know a little bit about crypto, but it's, you're definitely dialed in a lot more than me. So how about the technology itself? So 
You heard of blockchain? Yeah, blockchain of technology. Yep. So it's essentially an open source ledger. Uh, everything that happens on the blockchain is public knowledge. So let's say uh, me and you, we get into a contract, like a digital contract. They're called smart contracts. And yep. we, have, we make a bet. We say, hey, I think tomorrow the weather's going to hit 100 degrees. You say, no, David, I don't think so, right? So we create a smart contract. And then when, if the weather hits 100 degrees, the money will be directly taken from your account and put into my account. And then if it doesn't, it'll get directly from my account to your account. It executes itself as decentralized. There's not a single person. There's no CEO of crypto. There's no CEO of Bitcoin. It's all governed by the coin and stakeholders in the different governance. Like, it's so intricate, but in kind of just to summarize and the easiest thing to, to explain blockchain and crypto is public open source ledger. Essentially. So anybody could do that as far as a smart contract on almost anything at the end of the day. Essentially, yes. Okay. Um, now, is there any weird stuff you've seen? Like, why would somebody do a smart contract on that? Uh, not, not, not personally. Okay. I've heard, but not personally. But then you. What's hear, the weirdest thing you heard? You hear stories, and like, this is kind of. Uh, someone had a, a smart contract about how many guys his wife had slept with yeah, it was, it's, it's okay. weird man but really yeah but and so it was it was, it was a contract between himself and his wife it was essentially they, like a like a bet like he like you go to the you know sports better right you, you put a lineup oh uh my wife has slept with more than 25 guys or less than 25 guys and you have odds really and whatever the number is whoever took that side you get money so he's essentially playing the casino and People are right. He has to pay him out. If not, he gets the money. Really? But I don't know if that's true because you know anyone so can make up like, a story. So it's like yeah, some pillow love, and his wife's like, "I promise, honey, it's only I been three. It's only been three guys." When the Let smart contract came through, it was like three hundred. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "You liar!" <laughs> uh, I know, man. He's like, but... "You costed me." Yeah. It's not even about the guys. It's about the crypto. <laughs> Have you? Are you messing in crypto at all? Uh, dabbling around here okay. and there. Yeah. Cool. I got some money over in, um, obviously, Bitcoin yeah. and Ethereum. Yeah. I socked Smart some away. I made some money on Shiba Inu. Um, then I decided to get aggressive. I, I decided to get more aggressive, and then that's when I started taking a tank. I was just looking at it today. I'm like, let me just sit. Let me sit on yeah. this. And I think, what do you think about it? About Shiba? Yep. So Shiba is what people consider a meme coin. So it doesn't really serve a general purpose other than speculating on price and building a community. But... You can't fight the fact that that community is like amazing. Like the sh like my co-host at our at, at our YouTube channel, he hates meme coins. He's not a Shiba Inu fan. He's not a Dogecoin fan. He just says they don't do anything. People just buy it to make money, and that's it. Well, I'm just like, man, you're building a community, and here we go. Shiba Inu started off as a meme coin with no utility, didn't serve any purpose besides price, right? Speculating on price, but now. They're growing, they create their Shiba swap, they created, they're creating their own blockchain, they're doing NFTs, they're doing a video, like a metaverse video game. So just because something starts off as a nothing doesn't mean it can't grow into something bigger. And it's all because of their community. Do you specifically stay on uh, Coinbase or are you all over the place? I'm pretty much all over the place. Are you? The problem is there's not one exchange that is cheap, has good customer service, and has all the coins you want. Okay. So you might get Coinbase, they don't have a lot of coins, their customer service sucks, but they're not that expensive and they're secure. 
Then you go to KuCoin, they have a shitload of coins, zero customer service, and they've been hacked a couple times. Okay. So I don't like to keep my money all on one exchange or in one wallet because you never know your stuff can get hacked. Obviously, there's things you can do to prevent that from happening, but sometimes it can just happen. So I like to disperse my money, like cold storage wallets, like hot wallets, like on the actual exchange. What are cold storage wallets? So they're essentially like little USB drives. Okay. So here's the thing people don't understand about crypto, right? So you, where do you have your Bitcoin on Coinbase? Coinbase. Okay, so when you have your Bitcoin on Coinbase, you don't own any Bitcoin. Like none of that Bitcoin is yours. Coinbase owns it and they give you the right to trade it. Okay. They give you the right to buy it. They give you the right to sell it. The way to keep cryptocurrency and make it yours is to take it off the exchange and into a offline wallet. So these are called hardware wallets. They're the safest, most secure wallets. The only way anyone can ever hack into your wallet is if they have your seed phrase. And so essentially when you get one, they tell you your seed phrase, you guard it with your life. Like I have mine dispersed like across the city, different places, different houses. Like, so for, for that to get hacked, it, like it's literally impossible. So um, that's what people got to understand is if you want to own your own coins and you want the most security, you, you should definitely look into a hardware wallet. And they're not that hard to navigate through. They're pretty easy. Now you'd see as far as Coinbase goes, you can convert it into US dollars and it's also linked to your bank account. Correct. So you have to go through more steps or you can just go ahead and transfer it from there. So like transfer. I've never pulled a dollar out of it. So I've never. Are you talking about transferring the coins from Coinbase to your hardware wallet? Or transferring Coinbase to money to out of your account. Yep. So um, you just go into Coinbase, you hit the trade, and then you say, "What do I want to do? I want to convert it to cash, convert it to another crypto." So you convert it to cash, sell and it then, out, you pay a fee, and then it sits in your account as a, as US dollars. And then you just click on US dollars, and it gives you a withdraw uh, little option there. You click withdraw, and it goes into and your account like a day just or like two that. days. Yeah. Seems like the easiest platform to do it on. Coinbase is. Uh, I like coin like. If, if you were to come to me and say, hey, David, I've never invested in crypto. I don't know what the hell it is. I want to dabble in it. I would say open a Coinbase account and buy Bitcoin. That should be your first cryptocurrency. If you've never bought cryptocurrency, Bitcoin or Ethereum should be your very first. Don't go try to find a, a coin that like Shiba Inu that gained like almost a thousand percent in one month. It doesn't happen that often. Like 98% of the time, you're going to lose all your money if you're just chasing a lottery ticket, right? You're not hard to win a lottery. Yeah, it's not any different in crypto. It's just like the odds don't change. Yeah. yeah, there's thousands of new cryptocurrencies hitting the market every single day. That many thousands? Thousands, ever? really? Thousands. Yeah, some of them are rug pulls. Some of them are BS. Some of them make it. But the ones that make it, like for you to be able to find that, it's a needle it's, in a haystack. It's a, literally a needle in a haystack. So I tell them, open up a Coinbase account, buy Bitcoin, and just sit on it. Now, what about the people that get lucky? I do talk to some people. I do a ton of research and everything else. What should they actually be researching to get behind what could possibly be coming from the bottom up off a pancake swap or anything like that? The most important thing is the team. Okay. Is the team. Um, with cryptocurrency, you have a lot of teams that, that want to stay anonymous. There's nothing wrong with that, but you should watch out for red flags. So, for example... Uh, there's this coin that, and I've gotten rug pulled at least a few times. You know, I invest, I try to look for new cryptocurrencies just through my research for our channel, but for myself and my investing as well. There was this coin called uh, Booster Token. It was a pretty cool idea. You know, you get paid rewards and reflections in different cryptocurrencies. So decided to do some research. 
I go on their website and I go to click on team and there's no name for, for the founder. And, and the reasoning was because if we need to change the liquidity on PancakeSwap, the owner has to stay anonymous. So I'm like scratching my head. I'm like, that's weird. Really? So I decided to hop. First time you ever saw first that. First time I ever saw that. So I decided to hop into the Telegram and I'm like, hey, uh, anyone know any info about the owners? And then everyone says the same thing. And then so I write in there, I was like, doesn't it bother, isn't it a red flag to anyone that this is the excuse they're giving? And I got booted out of the telegram immediately. Really? Immediately. That to me, I was like, this is, this is a now, scam. Now who handles booting you out of there? They have mods. They have modifiers in the chat. Really? That are part of the team that, or sometimes they have bots too. So there's certain words or whatever you may That'll say. That'll just yank It'll you automatically right kick you out. Yeah. So, uh, and they're being a rug pull like two weeks later. Really? Yeah. But the mistake I made is I had put money in it before I did that in-depth research. Okay. Uh, but it was a lesson learned. I lost some money, but I... Was I, it a lot? It depends on who yeah. you ask. Yeah. Like, to me, it wasn't a lot. And for me, anytime I put my money in, in any investment, especially cryptocurrencies, and especially the smaller ones that are not established, I expect to lose that money. So... So you're going in it, hey, this I'm is... Going you in, know, this is a gamble. Right. The, right. money, the if, money's gone. If I win, yeah. I win, but let's take my shot here. Exactly. Let's see what happens. Yep. And um, so that one, I had put some money in, and then sure enough, the price skyrockets like 200% in a day. I'm like, this is not normal. And then the next day, rug gets pulled from underneath it. They take all the liquidity off PancakeSwap. The website's down. Their Twitter's gone. Like, they ghosted everyone. So, so that's what happens. That's what happens. So when the rug comes out, it's like they're... It's gone. They're ghost. So it's like they never existed. Yeah. So like my advice to people is if you're just getting into cryptocurrency, stay with the top like 10. Go to CoinMarketCap or go to CoinGecko, look at the top 10 cryptocurrencies and just put your money in there until you start understanding and learning and the dynamics of the space. Because again, so many new projects every single day that are coming out, you can't keep up with all of them. Yeah, there, it's impossible. thousands that you can do that research. Yeah, it's literally impossible. So. Don't try to find the lottery ticket, right? Make smart decisions and never, ever, ever invest any money you're not comfortable losing, ever. No matter what, I don't care if your friend over there made 10 grand on Shiba Inu in a day, don't. Don't chase it, stay in it for the long haul. You go there to make people go into cryptocurrency to make money and then they fall in love with the technology behind it and they stay for that reason. Yeah, the ones that are really successful. Yeah. And truly understand it. Truly understand just, it. Everybody talks about crypto now, and I think almost like it's like, hey, my friend made money just like what you said, yeah. and I'll throw 10 grand, I'll throw 20 grand, and they're expecting to get rich overnight. Of you course. see a lot of those cases? Absolutely, all yeah. the time. Like, even um, like my closest friend, my brother, he was like, hey, there's this new, uh, there's a new coin. Uh, I forget which one it was. He goes, I, I want to throw like 2,000 at it. I'm like, why? I'm like, you, like, what do you like about the coin? He goes, oh, I just, it's got like seven zeros. I'm like, really? <laughs> okay. Here's, here's, a, here's an insider, insider tip, all right? You hear it from Sin City Crypto. When you go to CoinMarketCap and it has a trending coins, those are not coins trending on CoinMarketCap because they're actually trending. Those are paid spots. Okay, I didn't know that, so that makes sense. It's Those just are like, paid spots. Just like anything out there right now, if it's yep. like top 10 on Google, they paid to get it's up on there. Yeah. So a lot of people do that. They'll go, oh, what's trending? Oh, this one's up 50% a day. Let me throw some money at it. It's yeah. not trending because it's actually trending. It's trending because someone paid for it to be there, for really? you to see it and invest. 
And typically, if you're willing to spend that kind of money to, to, to be fake trending, chances are it's not a solid project. And I'd say most of these people aren't educated enough to even know otherwise. They just look at that, they're learning it, they're learning Coinbase, whatever and it the, might be, and they're just like, yes, this has gotta be good, so let's rock with and it. And the people that, that create these projects, they know that. They know people are oblivious, they know people are chasing the fast buck, and they, they pounce on it. Well, yeah, people are buying into their emotions at that point, rather than the education and what's exactly. behind it at the end exactly. of the day. So come for the money, stay for the technology and the community. The community is amazing, man. Now, what uh, I should say uh, drove you with a passion to start your podcast? Is it so, you wanted to educate others about it or you just love talking about it? So, or? you know, when me and you used to work in life insurance, right? Yeah. Like the, the funnest part I had was doing those presentations in front of a group of people, right? Because you're educating, you're teaching them, you're giving them information that could potentially change their lives, right? Same thing with crypto. And so uh, one of my friends, we weren't really close and Robin, my co-host on the show. Um, we, uh, me and him have always been back and forth on crypto. He's always, we're always disagreeing. He's always shitting on certain things and I'm always like, you're crazy and vice versa. And so one Puts day- Puts up for a good show. Yeah, it and does. that was a premise yeah. finest. So he approaches me, he goes, hey, this is space he makes. Wanna do a YouTube channel with me? I'm like, what? He goes, Let's do a crypto YouTube channel. I'm like, YouTube channel? What the fuck? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, what are you talking about? You're like, no way. He goes, think about it. I'm like, okay. So I talked to my wife. I'm like, hey, like, Robin's from a YouTube channel. She goes, well, I mean, do you think you'd like it? I'm like, she goes, you're, a, you're really good. Like, a pe you're a people person. I'm like, yeah. She goes, you really like, like, the teaching and stuff? I'm like, yeah. She goes, and you love crypto? I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah, you know what? Okay, so um, I called him the next day. I was like, Let, let's, let's do it, man. So we uh, went out, bought some equipment, went to his loft in his house, did our first episode. It was fucking terrible. Was it? Absolutely horrible. The sound was shit. I was doing, I was doing some weird thing with my lips. I would sit there. I kept really? doing this, And I was like. Yeah, would you For forget chapstick or had a little fever blister? I think I was nervous. Yeah. I think I was nervous. Uh, yeah. And then like just going, I actually watched that first episode like a week ago. Did you still, you obviously it's still, still up there. It. it was so really? terrible. We were debating on, should we take it down? Because if like, that's the first impression people get, they're going to like, who the fuck are these guys? Like, I'm not tuning into their show. I would say leave it. We left it there, Because as you grow yeah. now and people yeah. go back and like Absolutely. they started someplace. And not for the other, for, for me too, to be able to go back and see like how far we've come along. Because you know, and you know, man, when you get in the grind, you have your head down and you're working and you're going and you're going like very little do you look up and see what you've accomplished right yeah. so it's good to have stuff like that up there so you can kind of see where where you were and then where you are now and, and that motivates you to keep going yeah it definitely um, does so you feel pretty good about it now you're fine with the lip video lip yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm good with the lip video <laughs> you never yeah. know it could be someday you're up on stage that's the lip guy the lip guy yeah. i remember that guy i'm not the lip guy all right don't, don't start i swear to god if people start calling me the lip guy johnny i'm coming around there you not go. gonna be good you're welcome you, you're yeah, welcome thanks, thanks. how um, many episodes are you in now we are about 60 episodes in okay you got a good amount in so we did our uh, grand launch on the 20th of december we kind of did a pilot phase just to test things out uh me and robin no prior experience in videography, post editing, fo Adobe Photoshop, like audio, nothing. We knew shit. So we spent 
hours and hours and hours and mostly Robin because he's the equipment guy and he hours and hours learning which camera is the best. Like I think we went through five cameras. I think I've returned four cameras in the last three months. Really? Yeah. Because you Why get this camera, you get this camera, oh, it doesn't work, it doesn't upload in 4K. Then you get another camera, oh, there's no fan in it. So the longer it runs, it shuts down. Then we get this camera, oh no, the lens is wrong. And then so you finally find one and you get it in. But we feel like over the last like three, four weeks, we've really dialed the equipment in, the sound, the video. So we're able to focus more on the great content that we're trying to put out there. You're versus, not stressed out about versus uh, doing sound checks, or... like I was telling uh, yeah. your, your team earlier uh, with the sound checks. Man, it's like David, I need more sound checks. I'm like, bro, I swear to God, I'm literally about to talk for an hour, and you want me to talk for an extra thirty minutes to say some bullshit because of a sound check? The warm up's like, taking an hour by itself. Yeah, man, like shit. Yeah, that's and, but, a but bit I, I get frustrated, and Robin makes fun of me, but like I get it. Like if you have shitty sound, there's like no point. Video and sound is the most important thing when you're doing a podcast. Especially yeah. like YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Like, like, can you imagine going to Sin City Crypto and you like you hear all this muffled sound and static in the back? Who the fuck's gonna want to listen to that? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but yeah, they want finally, that detailed advice. Yeah, you got any wood over here? Because I'm gonna need to knock on some wood. <laughs> oh. Finally, I think we have our uh, audio and video dialed in. So good for you. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, Very nice. Man. Absolutely. So what are, what are you really passionate about right now? Is that as you got it up and going? Do you have a lot? Do you have people that call in or more put comments up with questions? Have you had some success stories where you took this guy and made him X amount of dollars or anything no, like no, that? No, no, no. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. And, and it's not something we Is really... that your vision? Um, that, I don't know. Okay. When you're in the financial, like, financial sector and you're talking about money, like, you can get 10 projects right. And you get one that's wrong and you're a fucking shitty... That's the only one they remember. That's what I'm saying. And, yeah. and like, I never like to tell people how to invest their money. I just like to be a resource and a guide and say, hey, these are the mistakes I've made. This is what I like. What I would do doesn't mean you should do it. So it's not something we've talked about. But for me, it's the community engagement. Okay. Right. So when we're doing our lives and we got 15, 20 people in our chat, we're going through the market like, hey, have you heard about this project? Or like, can you look at the chart? Like, can you look at this chart for me? I'm not sure. Like, I want to get in. Is this a good entry point? Is this not a good entry point? Um, or answering questions like, hey, there we have this one guy today on the show. He was he tried to send Ethereum from his wallet to from his exchange to a, an offline wallet, and he was having trouble. So I like helped him. I walked him through it. He goes, man, thank you so much. And like to me, that's internally satisfying. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like when you know you genuinely helped someone. Yeah, and you're something. not looking out for it for what yeah. you're going to get out of it at the end yeah, of the day. Man. Put then, him in the right path. He yeah. had access to his money. And you know what his response was? What did he say? He said, man, I'm going to get you 10 subscribers. Good for him. Bam, that's he got, awesome. And, he got, and that's what happens yeah, when you're so, just nice to people at the absolutely. end of the day. Everybody's worried about making that dollar most of the time yeah, or man. that 20 or 100 or 1,000, whatever it might be. Yeah. And if instead they look out for the best service they can offer somebody... And then it comes back tenfold at the end of the day. Someone, uh, I forget, I think it was in life insurance. Someone said, uh, if, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. Yeah, exactly. So, no, it's so true. It definitely yeah, is. Absolutely. What do you think about as far as uh, real estate goes with smart contracts and crypto? Where's your head at with that? Uh, I don't know if you're going to want to hear this. No, man. no, I'm totally all ears. Uh, you, you sure? Never I mean, how many, how, many, how many of your real estate friends watch this? Fair amount. Yeah, I'd say a fair amount. More clients, actually. I get a lot of clients that watch this. I was so surprised. I had a couple of events here at the Turnberry. People yeah. walked in. I love watching your shows. Yeah. Really? 
I had no idea you're watching. But I think it's somebody, and the reason why I bring it up yeah. is I've had multiple people over the last year come to me and crypto masters and so on and so forth. We've held meetings with title companies. Yeah. Nobody's been able to piece it together. If, if blockchain gets into real estate, title companies and loan officers are gone. Yeah. They're so. gone. No, it, it's no surprise. It, and it's and no surprise I think realtors have a chance just because of that human element. You still got to show someone the house and this and that, but so much of what you go through, imagine you are selling a house and the closes within two hours. Keys, money in your bank account, money in the seller's account, and keys to the buyer. That, in minutes. Well, in minutes. Well, think about it. Like in today's day and age, what does everybody want? They want something faster. Fast, man. They want it fast. Convenient That's why. And fast. Yep. And it, it's all blockchain about. Blockchain is literally all of that. Yeah, exactly. It's exact the exact direction we're going. Look at entertainment, for example. Yeah. How many people sit around and watch TV shows? But they'll sit there and watch a 10 second reel over and, and over, over and over That's again. why it's stuff like It's the mentality. Time. Yeah, man. It is. It's so fast and convenient. No, so right now with uh, what they could possibly do, and I'm sure it will happen eventually, oh, it's someone pieces it together. There's already some uh, smaller real estate and title companies, like in the Midwest mostly, that are starting to dabble in it. I do, I do know that. And, you know, imagine not having to pay for an appraisal, right? Not having a to worry about getting your loan pushed through or credit or anything like that, man. Everything is open source. It's public knowledge. No, no numbers can be fudged with. I can literally go on the, like, like, let's say 10 years in the future when, you know, blockchain is all over the real estate industry, right? You can literally go on a website and instead of having to go to the MLS, or what is it, MLS? MLS. MLS, and you can literally go through the blockchain you can see when the house was bought, what repairs were done to it, uh, what condition it's been in. It's have all they, right there. Have they renewed? Have they uh, have they any uh, insurance claims on it? Um, any faults like the equipment they've used to build the house? Are there any recalls on those equipment? Uh, all the houses in the surrounding area, what have they sold for? What are they valued at currently? Can you imagine even you go based off of houses that have sold, correct? Correct. Imagine, yeah, for a comp. Imagine using comps, but not only houses that have sold, but houses that are currently not even on the market. Like future homes? Like like houses, like let's say you own this house. Like let's say okay. I own this house, right? Yeah. And, but I'm not selling it. I haven't sold it. So you wouldn't be able to use that as a comp. Correct. But if it's on the blockchain and everything's already there for you, you can it's use a, it as a comp. You could use it as a Like, hey, comp here site. are the values of the homes, right? Yeah, period. Even if it didn't close out. Even if it didn't close out. Really, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. And, so um, you're almost closing other houses based off the potential of another house. Oh, yeah. You can show your client, hey, look, literally every house on this block is worth $1.2 million. That's pretty wild. So they can go right there to Ledger and know everything. You everything. wouldn't even have access and, to the and MLS. And the beauty of it is it cannot be messed with. It's unbreakable. It's unbreakable, irreversible. The information that's on there cannot be tampered with. What do you think that would look like for real estate agents out there in the future? Now, like you said, they still need the human side and everything else. Right. And I'm not sticking up for real estate agents. I'm just curious what it would look like. The job would have to change somewhat. That it, you, you would have to reposition yourself. Realtors would have to pivot. What would they yeah. really have to do and be ready for? So I don't think it's gonna, it's gonna impact people like realtors like you, I think title companies, uh, escrow officers and loan officers are the ones that are in trouble. Really? And so loan officers as well, because 
getting an appraisal, going through traditional financing, if everybody leans towards using uh, crypto, what's the point of it, correct? Absolutely. And, And so check this out. You can tokenize your house. So we talk about as an investor, right? How many people they want to invest like an investment property? How many people have 500K to go buy an investment property? Not many. How many people have 10K to put up for an investment property? A lot more. You can essentially take, let's say, let's take this house again for an example. Let's say you want to buy this house, but you don't have a million bucks. Like, okay, I'm going to tokenize this house. You tokenize it one out of a hundred. So you buy one hundredth of it. And then the other 99, you have investors that come and buy it. So now you're living in a house for $10,000. Now, granted, when you go to sell or the value, you don't get 100% of it, obviously, because you only put up 1% of it. But you're able to live in a house with 10 grand. Investors are able to invest in a house for 10 grand. It's a win-win for everyone. Everyone. Everyone, man. Now, let me ask you this question. Let's say on the opposite end, whatever crypto it happens to be in, let's say that crypto goes down when you go to resell it, what does that look like? The, uh, the, just the currency? A, yeah, so let's, it, the value of the house just drops because it's based off of that crypto and those 100 investors that they probably invest mm-hmm. all into the same token, is that correct? So there, there's things called stable coins. Okay. Uh, these are one-to-one matched, per, like they're pegged to the US dollars. So if you're really worried about a cryptocurrency going down, as soon as you get the money, you just convert it to a stable coin. And then you're golden. And you're golden. You're so you got nothing to worry, to worry about. about. Yeah. Versus the other way, you might want to look at it going up at the same time. Here's the thing, right? Yeah. Like imagine you own a grocery store and you sell just milk, right? And you sell your milk for, let's say everyone knows Bitcoin, but let's say five Bitcoin, right? And five Bitcoin, each Bitcoin is worth a dollar. So the milk you sold today to me is worth $5 to you. But in a year, that same milk that you sold a year ago is, could be now worth $10. Is the milk still good? Milk is still good. <laughs> I drank the milk. Yeah, there you're, you go. you're the grocery store. You're like the, you're the grocery store owner. Yeah. So the milk you sold a year ago for five Bitcoin, which was worth five dollars at the time, now is each Bitcoin is worth two dollars. So now that same amount is worth ten dollars. Man, that's wild. So, but but obviously on the other end, it could go the opposite way could, too. But yeah. so that's why you have options. You can either keep it in the currency or you can convert it to a stable coin. And with the stable coins, you don't ever have to worry about the price moving. What do you think people would do in the future when it came to housing? You think they would convert stable coins? I think I think the option both? of I think both. I think the option of converting majority of it to stable coin and leaving some of it in in the actual cryptocurrency is something. I mean, something I would do. You know what I'm saying? So that way you can speculate and maybe earn some money as well. And then on the other end, you have stable coin money sitting there. It's never going to go up or down in value. Yeah, I know it's definitely coming down the pipe. We hear about more and more in real yep. estate. There's even houses on the MLS right now that the seller will accept cryptocurrency as a form of currency Amazing. to sell the house. Amazing. Now, they didn't say whether they can work it out through title or anything else. Right. Now, and I also think at the same time, what about people that don't get involved with crypto right now? And 10 years down the road, they're still using traditional financing. It'll probably be smaller and smaller. Think, but the, go think, ahead. About, think about going to the store and how many people do you see writing checks? Yeah, you got a good point. I mean, you might see one I write or, checks you, every time I'm at shop rate. Fucking liar, bro. You're a liar. <laughs> you, there's still people out there that like to write checks, but it's few yeah. and far between. And as the years go on, it's like a solar eclipse sighting. Like, you never see it. If yeah. you see one, you're like, oh my God, do you know how to write a check? Yeah. Um, it's and, almost like you'll see somebody and they're like, man, he has green cash on him. <laughs> you see that? He has like a 20. Did you know, you know? that 97% of the currency in the world is digital? 
I believe it. Only 3% is physical. Well, think about it. As far as the banks go, you go and put 200 grand in the bank right now. Yeah. You go to pick it up in a few weeks. They're not, they can't give you that 200 grand cash. I don't know. No. So at the same time, I know it's not what crypto is, but this is not actual cash that you can grab. It's just a form of it. Hey, you got X amount of dollars in your bank. And you're gonna have to set up a delivery time or pickup time, whatever it might be, correct? Like, yeah. So, so that essentially at the same time. The whole, the whole like fiat money system is so fucked. I mean, they have literally doubled the supply of the US dollars in the last year and a half. Literally doubled. My wife went to the grocery store two days ago and she goes, I've spent, I spent like $50 more than what I usually do and I bought. And she always usually buys the same things like all the time. And that's what's gonna happen is the governments can go out and continue to print money and devalue our money, right? But with cryptocurrency, there is a set amount of a certain coin. It cannot be changed. So and like, one set, like for Bitcoin, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin in existence, period. Nothing ever changes. Period. Yet. So what happens when supply is low and demand is high? The price goes up. So with the dollar, you, you can't because you keep printing fucking money. You keep printing money and like we're going and trying to spend 20 bucks for a movie. We're going to be spending 30 bucks in five years and people's wages aren't going up. So like, what are we, what are we doing here? Are we, are we turning into a third world country? So like, that's why people like you guys need to like take cryptocurrency and blockchain seriously. Take a serious look at it because the current monetary system we have today is not going to last. Can you imagine? We owe money to China, right? Can you imagine if China came to us and said, we don't want the money back in US dollars. We don't want US bonds. We want the digital you want. We want cryptocurrency. What, 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 would, what would happen? Well, at that point- We'd go to war. Yeah, because there's only, like you just said, there's only so many coin out there could never pay up, correct? Exactly. Well, yeah. well my, yeah, and, and with, with, but with, cash, with cash, they just keep on printing, printing, yeah. printing, say, oh, no problem, here you go. Yeah, it's like Monopoly money. Yeah. Yeah, like here, here, David, here's uh, $10 in uh, Monopoly money. Like, who the fuck's going to take that? You, you just now, what about as far as crypto being taxed down the road or, or adjustments there? So, regulation is definitely coming. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is the people that are trying to make the rules to regulate crypto have no fucking clue what, what it even is. There's maybe like four senators in the entire Congress or in the entire Senate that understand cryptocurrency. Um, but everybody else is just clueless. Dude, everyone else is just like, oh, it's, it's bad. It's, it's fake. Yeah, they just like, don't want to buy What gives it. Bitcoin value? What fucking gives a dollar value? What gives a dollar value? You know what the definition of fiat currency? is currency that is backed by the full faith and trust in the government. I don't know, have you uh, checked your friends lately? Do, do people trust the government <laughs> yeah, right exactly. now? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, that is such a bullshit excuse, man. Everything get, is value is given to what people are willing to pay for it. If everyone in the world stops drinking milk, milk's value is going to go to zero. Yeah, 100%. No one's buying milk, it's going to go to fucking zero. So you can say that about anything. Um, but I do think regulation is good because, again, we go back to the, the people that scam people out of money with the rug pulls and stuff. If we can get some sort of KYC, which is know your customers. So like Coinbase, when you open an account, you have to uh, driver's license, social security card, you gotta take a selfie of yourself to make sure it's you. That way they can report it to the IRS, which is totally fine. But like, like PancakeSwap or Uniswap, they don't do that. And so anyone can go on there and launch a token or whatever 
and stay anonymous Anybody and get away can. with it. So, and, yeah, if you want to, I mean, to my go grandmom right now, could go on there right now and say the granny coin. You and, and Katie can go create the shark coin, pump it up, market it, get people to buy it, and then just take the money and leave. Really? And no one would know who you were, where you gone. The pub, the wallet addresses are all just numbers. How do you even make the coin? Uh, it's so there's different websites. You go like uh, Binance, for example, is one of the more friendlier ones to be able to make a coin. You go on there, you use their portal, you type like. You don't have to worry about doing code. It's all in there for you. You just have to put in your little segments of information you want. Really? Yeah. And you don't have to back it up with a dollar? So you do have to provide some sort of liquidity. Yeah. So when you see coins that come out that have nine zeros, yeah. just know that... So, okay, so I'll, let me back it up. So you have trading pairs, right? Yeah. So if you launch a coin, it's obviously not... Like Shark Coin is not going to be on Coinbase right away. Coinbase isn't listing every single coin because of the exact reason people are scammers. Exactly. They want so, to make sure it's legitimate right. before it hits that platform. Right. So let's take Ethereum, for example, right? Ethereum's main exchange is going to be Uniswap. So if you create a shark coin on Ethereum, when you go to put it out there for people to be able to buy, well, what are people trading for it, right? There's a trading pair. So you have shark token, you have Ethereum. The price depends on how much Ethereum you put on Uniswap as liquidity. So when you see 10, all 11, those zeros, they hardly put up any money at all. Exactly. Okay. But if you see one that's like, let's Three say zeros, let's say a thousand trillion and it's only five zeros, know that that team has put a shitload of money in Ethereum. They backed on, it up. Yeah. They're being real. So less chance of it being a rug pull now it's definitely still possible but the odds are a lot less so what about a rug pull if somebody actually says who the owners are and they don't give a crap they're like i'm gonna burn all these guys anyway they're not but why fan. would you do that if you could it's stay crazy anonymous. people are crazy you, i mean yeah i mean have you seen it personally no no because they okay. know they get in trouble gotcha especially in the u.s that's why people say like it's the wild wild west right it's the wild wild west but if we just get like, for example, if, if like Ethereum and Binance and all these smart chains are able to ID people before they launch, like, I don't give a shit. You have to put your driver's license. You have to give us the, all the documentation. That way people think twice before they scam people out of money. Because now it's your identities out there. People know who you are. And yeah, they'll you, come and get you. You fucking steal people's life savings. They're going to fucking find you. Yeah, because that happens. They're going to find you. Yeah. So when you're able to stay anonymous... People, a lot more of the time, they... Yeah, that's they great. I would yeah. never invest in anything that's anonymous. It seems like that's definitely the direction But here's going. the thing people are saying, like, who's the creator of Bitcoin? They're anonymous. Okay. You Fair know enough. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like a double-edged sword. Yeah, that makes sense. But, but then again, now we know Bitcoin is safe because it's the OG cryptocurrency. It's been around for years. But back 13 years ago, we didn't know that. Yeah, I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? So was everybody was saying the same thing. I remember 2012, my old manager was like, "Yeah, buy one of these bitcoins. They're so awesome." 2012? Yeah. 2000. Imagine if you would have bought one. Yeah, I think about it pretty often. I'm like, man, well, there are X not, amount of dollars. Not too late, man. Yeah. People think people see fifty thousand dollar bitcoin. I'm telling you, it's not too late. We are literally. This what is do you a, think? Fifty percent there? Hell no. Not even. No. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Okay, so. When Bitcoin will start to skyrocket when institutional money starts coming into the space. Now, you know what's stopping institutional money from coming into the space? Clear path regulation. They want to know, is it safe 
Am I going to get in trouble by investing me or my clients money into cryptocurrency, whether it's tax regulations, whether it's uh, are these securities or are they not like one of the cryptocurrencies that was the, the second largest cryptocurrency five years ago is currently in a lawsuit with the U.S. government. Now, the U.S. government is going to come out on the losing side of that one, but there's there's still so much gray area where the where our our government refuses to just learn Say, okay, let's make some regulations that make sense. But their excuse is always, we're just looking out for investors. We're looking out for people. We want to protect our citizens. Fucking bullshit. Why are you so worried about protecting me? If I want to fucking spend 10 grand of my own money, let in, you spend your own money into a pile of shit that I found on the floor, let me fucking do it. It's not your job. We're not a socialist country. We all make our own decisions. You know what I'm saying? Last time I checked. Yeah, especially yeah, financial absolutely. ones, man. Yeah. Like, I would never as a man come to you and say, Johnny, you, you shouldn't spend your money on that, man. Yeah, that makes sense, definitely. I mean, unless you were bad things. Yeah, Hardcore exactly. Hardcore drugs or something, then I'd be like, as a friend, I'd be like, hey, man, I might want to lay off a little bit. But, but yeah, you know what I'm there saying, you go. man. Definitely. So once there's clear-cut regulation, because the demand is there, you can read... Article after article, these banks and investment companies, they have clients coming in there every day saying, I want to diversify into cryptocurrency. I want to put some money into Bitcoin, but they can't. They can't because they're afraid. So we need regulation. And the second thing is, when the SEC finally allows a Bitcoin spot ETF, okay? So they just, uh, they passed the Bitcoin futures ETF which has nothing to do with the actual price of Bitcoin. You're just betting on future prices, right? Okay. You have no exposure to the actual Bitcoin. A spot ETF, on the other hand, you have actual exposure to Bitcoin. So what's gonna happen if you are a uh, hedge fund and they pass a spot ETF and you're like, you know what, we're gonna do our own spot ETF. Well, if you do a $1 billion spot ETF fund, guess what? You're gonna have to hold $1 billion worth of Bitcoin. And what's gonna happen? when 10, 15, 20, 30 hedge funds decide to do that. And they all have to rush and go buy a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin each. And there's only 21 million Bitcoin out there. What's yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it's coming. Changes my the whole game. It's early. It's coming. I'm telling you, it not, it's not financial advice. I say this on the YouTube channel yeah. all the time. But it, it's such a good time to get into crypto. We had a big market dip today. If you've been Thinking about getting and That's in. what you want to look for is the dips at the Absolutely. end of the day. Absolutely. You dollar cost average, you look for big dips and dips happen in crypto all the time. 20, 30, 40% dips are normal. People stop freaking out. Um, so if you do that and just every time it dips, just buy a little bit, man. I promise you in two years you'll be sitting Don't free. end up spending the farm or anything else. No, only spend what you're willing to lose. Yeah. That's it. So tell everybody where they can watch your show at. So I'm sure after yes. tonight, they want to come in. Absolutely. Comes at 11 o'clock, PST. Yes. PST. So uh, my co-host Robert and I, we do a live show on YouTube, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday. We also do some project-specific uh, videos as well where we dive into specific projects as far as everything you need, we need to know. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We don't just give out boring information. We try to use real-world examples. Uh, me and Robin, we're, we're friends, but we don't like each other that much when it comes to crypto. So we're always <laughs> bantering back and forth. And it's a fun time. We have an engaged community. We're growing. We'd love for you guys to grow with us. So check us out, Sin City Crypto on YouTube. And yeah. You heard it. Sin City Crypto. Come check out my man David next time, everybody. Love it. We'll see you soon on Shaking Up with Sharks. Shaking it up with the Sharks. 
Starring Johnny Richardson and Katie Meadows. 